Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my show. Hey. Put a little bit. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Yes, happy Friday. Now that the Super Bowl is behind us, right to the draft. The Senior Bowl happened. The Combine is coming. And this show never puts this off, this subject, the draft. We, Ooh, no. we, we get right into it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, we had a lot of practice in the drought years. Oh, well, I mean, that's the one thing that was good with the drought years was you're picking in the top ten. And we're right on top of the draft in November. That's right. The draft <laughs> discourse doesn't wait for the Super Bowl or even the playoffs. Right. With us now on the West Her Hotline is Ryan Fowler, NFL draft analyst for Bleacher Report and the Draft Network. Ryan, Mike, and Chris here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on, fellas. You got it. What are a couple of your sort of overall uh, thoughts on this draft? Where is it strong? Where is it weak? What what is like the most interesting thing or two about it for you? Yeah, I'm really interested in this draft class. I think from from day one to day three, there is a lot of value in a lot of spots. I think when you hear a lot of people talk about the linebacker group with Barrett Carter from Clemson or Danny Stutzman from Oklahoma going back to school, it it hurt the group. For me, it really didn't. I think there's going to be value to be found there all three days. I think the, the talk around the offensive tackle class, right, is has been really a narrative for the last three, four months, and that's going to continue on as we get closer to the combine and towards April because the guys you can find not just in the top 15, 20 picks, but guys you can find in the third round, fourth round, I think are going to be able to guys that come in and compete and start. So I think the narrative around the offensive tackles is obviously going to be overwhelming. Of course, the quarterbacks receivers are always going to get a ton of attention. But I think some of the lesser talked about positional group guys, like linebacker or even some the nickel guys at corner, like a Jerry and Jones from Florida State or a Shaw Smith Wade from Washington State, are just a couple of positional groups and a couple of names that I think are a little bit underrated here as we get into the thick of things post-Super post Bowl. Do you take some degree of professional pride in talking up the positions that don't get talked up as much? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not insinuating anything by asking that. I just I, I know how we do it. Like We'll talk to, I don't know, 20 or more people like yourself between now and the end of April, and it's the – receiver, 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 Bills needs. And even though the Bills don't need a quarterback, the quarterbacks are always interesting to talk about. And, like, that dominates the conversation. And then it's like, oh, yeah, what else do you like? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I mean, if I trust a positional group and I trust the skill sets that, that I see that I like, and I think you look at specifically, as I mentioned, linebacker earlier and how the position has continued to evolve in today's game to where the only two defenses in the NFL that deploy two linebackers and their base personnel are out in San Fran and in Baltimore to where you see a lot of teams just one guy in the middle of the field. And you got to have different type of athletes to do that. And I think in this class, when you look at a – Edrin Cooper from a Texas A&M and a Peyton Wilson from an NC State or a Junior Colson from Michigan, who I guys, I flat out would not be surprised if that kid is potentially LB1 in this class. Um, I just think it's a positional group that, look, you look at a guys that be able to counter the run, flip their hips and carry tight ends as far as how offenses want to attack these teams nowadays. If I like a positional group and more than others, and I'm absolutely fine with that and I trust what I see, uh, I'm going to speak on it as well. With Ryan Fowler of Bleacher Report and the Draft Network, so Ryan, I think Bulldog might have mentioned it. Like the, the Bills to us seem like a team that maybe it's even been too long with drafting a receiver. You know, even on day two hasn't happened, but also day one. And it sounds like it's a good year for them to need one or to do that. Even late in round one, you've got Harrison and a couple close to comparables that probably go, it seems, maybe top ten. And then what happens after that? If that's not how you see it, I hope you'll tell us. But what do you think happens from Odunze down in round one? Yeah, I think it's – I know we talk so much about Marvin Harrison, and he's going to be this all-world, all-superstar, everything. And I'm not ready to anoint a kid and give him a gold jacket just yet. He hasn't stepped on NFL-branded turf just yet. We'll see where he lands because everything correlates at the NFL level. I think he's a hell of a talent. and He's a top player in the class for me. It's not Caleb Williams. And it's not Drake May. It is Marvin Harrison. Right. But when you look back further into this wide receiver class, post-Rome and post-Malik neighbors, I think it's where it's going to be where teams begin to trust their boards and trust what they see on film and what they see with their eyes. With a guy, for example, like Xavier Leggett from South Carolina that had a heck of a season this past year with Spencer Rattler of South Carolina. And then comes down to the Senior Bowl, and some opinions were mixed on him. But to see the guy live, he's rocked up. He can run every route. He can be a guy yards after the catch. He can be a further extension of the run game. When I look at this Bills offense and now what you're going to do with with Joe Brady as far as I want three-level threats to potentially take eyes off of not just Stephon Diggs, which has been a conversation for a long time, but now Dalton Kincaid over the middle of the field, I think of a guy like Xavier Leggett, or I think of a guy further into round two, like a Roman Wilson from Michigan, where Leggett and Wilson are different body types, different skill sets, but they are just flat-out good ball players. And I think there has to be an appreciation for those guys because, and as you guys know this, a lot of teams in the NFL have their height, weight, speed thresholds that a lot of guys have to meet. And if they don't meet them, they're not going to draft them. But you have to have an appreciation of a guy's a flat-out good football player. And I think for the Bills' perspective of getting a – wide receiver two or wide receiver three into this offense to replace, if you will, Gabe Davis's ability to be that that versatile piece, be an extension of the run game, be physical as a blocker on the outside. You don't have to be a big guy to be a blocker. It's an effort thing on the perimeter. And I think Leggett will do that. I think Roman Wilson will do that. I think if you get deeper in the draft with a Malik Washington from Virginia or a Jamari Thrash from Louisville, all of those guys could come into this offense, and I wouldn't be mad at all if I came into that offense not Josh Allen be throwing the football potentially four or five times a game. All that said, how many receivers do you think after that top group will end up going in the first round? Is Leggett one of them? I personally have Leggett in the first round, yes. I think the Bills are a great spot there. I think 
going to even Philadelphia as their wide receiver three would be a great spot. I think at the end of the first round to Kansas City. Now, I know a lot of people wouldn't want to hear that and give another weapon to Patrick Mahomes, especially in Buffalo, but I think that's a good spot for him. But for me, I think Marvin will go Malik, Rome. I think Keon Coleman will go in the first round. And then there's that mix of will Brian Thomas sneak in. I know it's been a popular pick for the Bills for a long time. Me personally, I think there's some small nuances in Brian Thomas's game and how he separates off the line of scrimmage as a guy that can win east-west, not just north-south and press vertical. There's some concerns for him and his game from me. But I think there's at least, I'll say, four or five right now that will go round one. Bulldog's been telling me about Keon Coleman. Like He calls me at 11 at night. With a take. <laughs> you got to see this play. Uh, but lately has cooled because, I mean, you should say it, more and more people seem to be waving red flags when it comes to Coleman or his game anyway. Um, maybe you, Ryan, will talk Bulldog back into it, this idea. Yeah, uh, I think when you turn on Keon Coleman's tape, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it, um, you know, when he goes up to the middle of the field at 6'4", 210-plus pounds, um, you don't want to see him shy away from contact. You want to be that wide receiver, one, that X. I want you to get the ball over the middle field. Now, and there's not going to be every time where you go across the middle and it's a perfect throw and you be able to come down and get your feet under you and get yards after the catch. You're going to take shots at the NFL level over the middle of the field. Now, I think some people, that's the biggest thing that comes into it. And some people call Keon Coleman the worst word, and that's soft, over the middle of the field. And you don't want to be called that if you're an NFL ball player. I don't see that at all, guys. I think when you're 6'4", 215, you're going to run low 4'4s. First off, you're not going to last long on boards. And I think you look at the high floor, high ceiling combo of Keon Coleman, as well as in an offense in Buffalo to where it's not going to have, he's not going to have the attention on him from day one that Stefan will draw to where he'll face a CB2 and maybe a bracketed safety over the top, which is ultimately going to open other areas for other guys. So I think he is a round one guy. Um, he's not a perfect prospect. I don't think anybody in this class is a perfect prospect where you just can't miss on this guy. But the height, weight, speed, the hands, the 50-50 contested catches, look, everyone wants to talk about that and in the red zone, the basketball background, that's all there. But the ability to be a nuanced route runner, the ability to box guys out, not just in the back end of a red zone, but maybe the front side of the end zone, be that physical threat to just overpower people when you have to. I think those are the smaller things I want to see more of in Keon Coleman's game, guys, and I think I could see that in Buffalo and see him thrive as that wide receiver 1A, if you will, to Stephon Diggs. I, I am I- I intrigued by him as a prospect, but a part of my cooling, like Mike alludes to here uh, on Coleman, is that I, I think the Bills are in a spot here where they need someone as ready-made as possible. Um, and that, that I know that's maybe a dangerous thing to be thinking going into a draft because it's a long, you know, you, you're, you're drafting a guy not just for the 2024 season. And I know that, uh, obviously, but at the same time, the Bills are in a contention window here with Josh Allen, and I don't know that I have – I might regret it because he might end up being the best guy in the whole class after he completely develops all his other skill sets, but I feel like other guys might outrank him at this point. No, I agree, I agree with you. I think you the conversation between a guy like Keon Coleman from Florida State and a guy like Adonai Mitchell – from Texas is going to be really fun to watch here over these next few months and how boards shake out because that's really going to be the comparison, the parallels that a lot of people try to draw as far as am I going to sell myself on Keon in the first round, late first round, or is he going to slip, or am I going to prioritize a guy like Adonai? For me, he's a more sudden route runner and a guy that can run at all three levels and separate better right now than what I see from Keon to where he doesn't have to live 
in those contested catch situations and force guys like Josh, Josh Allen to where, look, we know he can make every throw in the book off platform, off platform, and into different windows. But not every quarterback wants to do that every single snap and on high leverage downs in third and eight, third and nine. So that's going to be a really fun, fun conversation to be had. But for wherever the Bills want to do late in the first round, whether it is beef up wide receiver, whether it is add some big bulk in the middle on the defensive line and a guy like Devondre Sweat or Byron Murphy from Texas as well if he's, if he's there, I think they're in a good spot to get a guy not just to come in and wear a jersey like Mozzie Smith did for the Cowboys this year, but a good guy that can produce as well. Let's talk about defensive line here, Ryan. Ryan Fowler, our guest, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog on WGR. The Bills have a situation where many – of their D linemen are headed to free agency unless they end up getting deals done, of course, but looks like they're going to have some, you know, some losses there. Is the first round the right time for that to be addressed? I mean, at least for their number one pick uh, at that position, or is there enough depth maybe where you'd want to do that later? I I wonder how D line compares to receiver in, in this way. I think that, look, if, if they're sitting there late in the first round and a guy like Byron Murphy from Texas is there, I would make that a prioritize. I would prioritize Byron and I would take him there. Now, if you're sitting there late in the first and a guy like Tavondre Sweat is there, I would pass. And the reason why I say that is because I think there is depth into later rounds, later portions of round two and into round three with a guy like Braden Fisk from Florida State, who when you get live eyes on this kid, I would not be shocked if he ends up being the best defensive tackle, one three tech, you want to line him at the zero in front of the center, and, and the best two, three years down the road, the best defensive tackle in this class. I think he's twitched up. I think he's a guy that can take on double teams, like you see from guys back in the 80s and 90s, and then the modern-day defensive tackle to push the pocket with consistency, not just with power, but with speed and with hands as well. And even more so, into round three or four with a guy like Marcus Harris from Auburn or Jordan Jefferson from LSU or a guy like Dwayne Carter from Duke, who's had a heck of a pre-draft process, is one of the most charismatic young men I've had a chance to meet in this pre-draft process to where I know Buffalo fans would love to have this guy in the locker room in their community for the next five to seven years. So there's a lot of depth at the defensive line position, defensive tackle position specifically, guys, to where if it's not Byron Murphy there in the late first round, I don't think they have to quote-unquote reach to grab a big body like Devondre Sweat there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know that the, the Bills maybe we'll see what they end up doing with DaQuan Jones. He's one of those defensive linemen, a defensive tackle that's slated to become a free agent. Do you have a philosophy in general? Uh, I would imagine there would be exceptions if you do on grabbing the space eater guy, which is more. I mean, Jones is really both, but they've got Ed Oliver, who's more of the up the field penetrator guy, and. Jones has been more of the, like you know, take up the double teams. Do you prioritize one versus the other as far as using premium assets on them? Yeah, for me, if I'm using a first-round pick on a big boy in the middle, um, I'm not taking a guy like Jordan Davis. And it's not a hate like for, on Jordan Davis, but the concerns for Jordan coming out of, of Georgia were, wow, we saw him at the combine running a straight line 40 yards in, in <laughs> whatever it was under five seconds. That's great. But I need you to play on all three downs. And I need you to make an impact both in the run game and, like, as you mentioned, with what Ed Oliver does, upfield. I need that consistent push. Now, I'm not asking you to play 95% of the snaps. There's, there's not a single defensive tackle in football, maybe outside of Aaron Donald or, or what we've seen from Ed Oliver, to play 95% of the snaps consistently week to week. Those are unique players, and that's why they're taken high in the draft. But when I look at what I would like, 
within the interior to where I can't allow teams to double my five techs off the edge like a Greg Rousseau or a Vaughn Miller, who's now getting later on in his career year by year. I want guys that can be able to push from the interior as well and force those one-on-one matchups to where you force teams really to say, look, pick your poison, or I'm going to force you into max protect and keeping in tight ends and keeping in running backs to counter my guys on the edge. So for me, I would prioritize guys that can play all three downs, maybe a bit lighter in the pants, a little bit, 305, 310, 300 pounds, guy like Byron Murphy is, and be able to push the pocket a little bit from the interior. Ryan, what do you think happens at the top? The consensus now seems to be Chicago takes Williams and then maybe quarterbacks are the next two, and then Harrison. Would anything other than that surprise you very much? No, I, I do think Caleb Williams is the pick in Chicago. I, guys, personally, I would love to see Chicago continue to try to build around Justin Fields with Eberflus and Poles back and grab Harrison at one and build with D.J. Moore. They drafted Darnell Wright to live at right, right tackle. Braxton Jones has been nice at left tackle. They could grab another guy in the fringe round of the top ten, like a Tyler Geithner, or Talese Fuaga, or if a Fashanu was there, they could grab him there. But I do think, guys, it is going to be Caleb Williams at one, Drake May at two to Washington, and then Jaden Daniels at three to New England, and then Marvin uh, at four to Arizona. I don't think that's really going to sway too much. Now, we'll see. We'll see. Every, we know that these boards change and things happen. Um, I'm excited to get to the combine in a few weeks and those late nights at a prime steakhouse. For those out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Those late nights at prime where a lot of stuff is talked about what happens uh, in April. But um, I think that's how it's going to shape out top four, guys. Yeah, that's, that's right. How bullish are you on those top three quarterbacks? For me, I think Caleb is sensational. Um, I know that, look, the, the off-script stuff, the Patrick Mahomes comparisons, for some people when you hear Mahomes, you think, wow, that you're talking about potentially the best to ever do it at the position. Um, but off-script and the ability to throw legitimately from every arm angle, make every throw, is absolutely there. We say that a lot about quarterbacks as far as he has the arm talent to make every throw. Caleb Williams does. Um, with Drake May, I think there's been some narrative over these last few weeks, specifically with, I know Mel Kuyper, right, came out with something talking about Jaden Daniels to Washington. I don't see that specifically because I don't expect Washington to have Jaden featured as a major rushing portion of their offense. That's why I see Drake being there. But with Drake at North Carolina, the RPO-centric offense, I think when you get him in Washington, where he does a nice job being able to understand when to step up and take a hit and make a throw and when to evade Having Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson handing off to Brian Robinson, they're going to make additions along the front five. I think Drake May, for me, is absolutely a, an excellent quarterback to make every throw in the book as well, just like Caleb can, but he didn't have much help at, for the Tar Heels. And then Jaden Daniels, guys. I, I think he is, outside of Michael Penix, the best vertical thrower in this class. However, some of the stuff that we saw from RG3 back at Baylor, and then what I also saw from Hendon Hooker going from Virginia Tech to Tennessee and that spread out Josh Heupel offense where guys are just running verts on the outside with Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. That's what Jaden Daniels had with Malik neighbors and Brian Thomas. Oh, and then he had Logan Diggs in the backfield as well. So I'm not hating on Jaden Daniels. I think he's a heck of a talent, but I think moving into the next levels of his game to where he's, I have to see him take a little bit more Mm -hmm. approach over the middle of the field, shallow intermediate areas to where he can be a multi-speed pitcher. Not everything has to be hundred miles an hour and the ability to stretch teams north-south and east-west with his legs as well. You mentioned Penix there. Um, is he your QB4, and if not, who is? He's not, no. J.J. McCarthy is going to be my QB4, and, and actually my, uh, Bo Nix is my QB5. And I actually have Spencer Rattler ahead of All Michael right. Penix, guys, for me. Um, I know a lot of people like Michael Penix, 
Um, but for me, I, I see some of the stuff I saw at Indiana, the, the lack of mechanics. He's an all-arm thrower, and that's fine. He's got a lot of talent. But I think it's really nice throwing a Romo Dunze and Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk and hand it off to Dylan Johnson in that offense. And I saw him at the Senior Bowl in a neutral environment, and for me, guys, it just flat out was not pretty. Now, for J.J. McCarthy, who is my QB4, it's a little bit of a projection, right? You watch that Michigan offense, and it's a lot of ground and pound, 70-style football. They should have aligned almost in that triple option at Georgia Tech or the old, you know, wing T and just run that thing down people's throat with Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards, and they could. But he is a projection a little bit, but I think he's athletic. I think he has the ability to sit in the pocket and dissect teams pre-snap, post-snap. So that's the reason why J.J. McCarthy is my QB4 in this draft. Just quickly, Ryan, two two short ones. Uh, who's your favorite running back, and where do you want to see Brock Bowers go, just to see the most out of him, most potential? Yeah, first one, Trey Benson from Florida State uh, is going to be my RB1 in this class. Uh, I think he does everything both as an RB1 and a flex weapon in space. I think he's underappreciated in that facet. And then for Brock Bowers, I would love to see him in New York at 10. Um, I know we keep talking in the industry as far as he's slipping to a 12 and 13, 14 He's a heck of a talent. He was pro-ready years ago. There's no concerns over the ankle injury that really affected him later on in the year from the scouts I've, I've talked to. Um, I would love to see him in New York, guys, with the Jets. I think Garrett Wilson needs some help. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, throwing him the football would be great. It would take pressure off of the offensive line a little bit. It would be a help in the, in the run game a little bit as well. Not a dominant blocker like his teammate like Darnell Washington was last year, but I would love to see Brock Bowers in New York as that flex piece for Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Ryan, you've given us a lot. Uh, anything you want to promote? How people can read more of your your uh, expectations for this draft and, and analysis? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on X. If you guys don't follow me there already, at underscore Ryan Fowler. All my written work, more audio and video content. It's how's that Bleacher Report and the Draft Network, and I also have my podcast as well. Currently doing a uh, prospect interview series. A lot of the prospects out there with interviews, maybe about one or two coming out every single day as we get up to the combine and the draft. Fellas, very good. Thanks for giving us uh, so much of your time today, Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you much. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Of course. Ryan Fowler, Bleacher Report, and the Draft Network. I wrote all of that down. Everything wow. he said. Wow. Every Good. name. Good. Well, yeah. not the not the uh linebackers. S- send it to me in a in a fax. I'll I'll, fax get, I'll let me get my beeper. Fax it make a ditto copy of ditto. your notes and fax it to me. I'm not doing that because I didn't keep everything I, I wrote between the lines. I did cross a couple of lines here, so I don't think you'll like it. I'll have to re I'll write it over. Couple of new receiver names. Jamari Thrash, Louisville. Malik Washington. Couple of new names. Day two names. He likes Leggett in round one. Yeah. I didn't hear Troy Franklin's name. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In that conversation. At least uh, I don't think I did. Nope. 803-0550. Want to talk draft with us? We did talk a little bit about a certain Bills game from three years ago. Uh, in the first hour. But never mind that. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. It's Friday. We'll have fun. This is WGR. And I want to go ahead and say this. I want to get rid of the term generational, and I want to start a new one. Statue builder. 40, 50 years from now, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. can have a statue built outside of the stadium of the team that drafts him. That's how confident I am in this prospect. He's the best player in the draft to me, regardless of position. He brings everything that you want to the table. And the greatest thing about Marvin Harrison Jr. this year is that he still put up great numbers despite subpar quarterback play. Jordan Reed of ESPN. Taking it up a notch. What, 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 what statue? What was that phrasing? Statue builder? Yeah, that he'll have statues, or at least one. I don't think that's going far enough. <laughs> How about an I, entire cathedral? I'm expecting him to become to an actual deity. To the man. Yeah, okay. Like back in uh, Roman times, mm. when there was a very there were very blurry lines, which which were actual gods, and who who were the gods, and who were the mortals. I feel like Marvin Harrison Jr. can take us back to that sort of uh, an existence where you're not sure which people are mortals and which people are actually gods. I feel like he's going to do that. He's going to he's going to do that. Do you think maybe our our guest in the last half hour there, um, Ryan Fowler, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> heard that clip today when he was talking about hey, he hasn't stepped out on NFL field yet. So I'm not, you know, he's my top prospect. Well, but... he did I... say he was. Yeah, right. You said it yep. just there. He did say he was his number one guy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean right. He's gonna be. He's gonna be good. Yep. He said he wasn't perfect either. Harrison. Well, let's never call him again. <laughs> he's supposed to say he's supposed to say he was perfect. <laughs> give me give me these statue vibes. Come on, oh, yeah, yeah, statue vibes. It's fish fry season, indeed. Really, right squarely in fish fry season. Well, it, it's the yeah. Well, sure. I mean, it's not the middle. It's the, the beginning, the front, the front end. Yeah, Wednesday it's... was the start of it. But yeah, tonight's tonight is for me not a night to go do that. 
It just feels like everyone, it's Friday, it's Lent, bam! Like, just, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough crowd, I think. It's going out the night before Thanksgiving? I think a Is little bit. Is it fish fry amateur night? I think, I think a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Not going to be an option for me uh, when my program starts in ten days. Fish fry. Mm-hmm. No I can tell. I can tell already. There's a few. There's a few things are about it that are a problem. The the breading is one. Sure. And the yeah. fact that I'm supposed to eat like a quarter of the size of usually one piece of fish at a fish fry, mm. and then he's self-respecting fish fry. Yeah, That's yeah. like right. four, three or four portions size. So that's going to be. Portion size is going to be a big one. I'll bet you got to be careful with the tartar sauce too. The condiments uh, can really trip you up. That's right. No, no tartar sauce for me. No fish fry is what it's going to amount to. If yeah. I want, if I want fish fry tonight's going to have to be tonight. Or if you, you want know, to do it on, a, if you want to do it on a Friday, sure, yeah, that's right. Well, no, it, well, right. I've got the clock is ticking. Is all I'm saying on yeah. this. Gotcha. You know, maybe not forever. I would expect someday I would be able to have tartar sauce again and uh, fish fry. Who would want to live in a world without tartar sauce? You know, right. Like, you got to keep the door open to that. But I was reading about what I'm – I think a lot of – I'm really excited about this this, um, challenge I'm taking coming up. Mm -hmm. And it's through work, so I'll be talking about it in sort of – open book. Like, I'm doing this. This is how it's going. And I feel like I've needed that. Mm-hmm. To be able to sort of say it on the air and talk about it, to be so open like sh- that. Shame to, you into actually doing something healthy for yourself? Shame or <laughs> just, I mean, there's no turning back. Right. I can't sign up for this through, you know, the company and then not do it right. or cheat it, right? Like, I'm going to have fish fry. I'm not going to do that. Are we going to get, like, before and after pictures of you with no shirt on staring in your bathroom mirror? They How far are we going to go here? do want before <laughs> pictures, <laughs> but I read the terms and conditions. You get to be clothed? I have to have clothes on. <laughs> okay, good. And I don't believe this is just applying to me. This is, like, clients. <laughs> yes. Their good. clients, Awaken 180, their clients are required, I think, before <laughs> pictures from the front and from the side. My wife and I were laughing about this this morning. Just like the where, where am I going to take this picture? You know, yeah. uh, it'll be my first ever before pictures. But you, they say you have to you have to have a shirt and, and shorts on for okay. this. So, I, a lot of it, like I say, I'm excited. Well, wear a really the, tight shirt for the before picture. Make myself look as slovenly and awful as possible. Right. right. I, make I, it I'm good. Already, sorry, I'm already giving you a blueprint on how to cheat it. Uh, <laughs> Well, this wouldn't be cheating it, I say. I, 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 but, you know, you want, like, you see commercials. The before picture does take some some work. Like, these people are really letting themselves go. Yes. The, right. They're probably not clean shaven, right? Their hair's a mess. Right. They didn't yep. sleep, so their eyes are droopy and, like, mm-hmm. oh, my. And then the after picture, wow, they took a shower. Right. You know, right. haircut. Pale and pasty before, tan and fit the, <laughs> after. The lighting's all different. Yep. They're wearing a fur coat. Well, this is exciting. Before before pictures, I want to I try to get this in. Like the food options really look good, and I get to still do some of my own cooking, which I want to do. I like cooking, so mm-hmm. there's there's a part of this program is I get to make. You know, there are program recommended uh, recipes and meals, and a lot of them look really good. So I'm excited about 
the food aspect of it. Um, but like in terms of restaurants and you know this tartar sauce stuff, um, <laughs> I, I went through. They have a, a, a an article where it's like each type of restaurant what you should avoid, and like so at an Italian restaurant you want to avoid the pasta. Tough one. You know, replace the pasta <laughs> with vegetables. And, you know, uh, right. other restaurants, no gravy, no I'd cheese. Like a, I'd like a broccoli parmesan, please. No cheese. <laughs> no, I'd like a broccoli? Just broccoli. <laughs> yes. And olive oil or something. No cheese, no bread. That can be good. I like broccoli on the side like that. Just I... olive oil and some salt and pepper under the broiler in the oven for two, three minutes. Perfect. Size. I made that today. Right. Broccoletti. Broccoletti. I like that more. I like the long strips more than the, you know, the thick stumps of broccoli. I don't like that I'm more, as much. I'm more, I'm more in with the thick stumps. I've Are had you? the broccoletti. I like it fine, but I, whatever. I'm a traditionalist. Olive oil, salt, pepper, red pepper flakes. Done. Easy. Yep. Just finger food. Yeah, so here we go. Here we go. Well, I've got a week. And I'm I'm acting like I've got a week. Uh oh. Like today I made the broccoli. My wife said, you know, if you if you cooked that today, I would love that. She's a vegetarian. I'm like, oh. I'm like, you would really? You would eat broccoli? You'd eat broccoli? Wow, that's that's news. Uh <laughs> I did make it though. We both had that. And then I left for work and thought about, you know, that's all I've eaten today is broccoli. And so as I left the house, I'm like, okay. You're in training here for this program yeah, a little bit here. Right. Yeah. I left the house like I'm, that. that's how this is going to be. I'm sort of making the transition. Uh, but then I couldn't. I didn't make it all the way to work without stopping for food. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to eat something else. Okay. Right. But... When you said when you said that you've got a you got a you got a, a, a week to go and you're gonna you know I'm acting into like it. it yeah, yeah. You, there's a line from a early Jason Isbell song well pretty early anyway uh, I'm I'm eating like I'm out on bail <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a great great little line it reminded me of that when you said that like I gotta get it in right? gotta, gotta get, get it in, in. Right. get my martinis in get them all in before they're out. And that's okay, I think. Sure. A, a lot yeah. of this is about feeling like you, you're, there's nothing bad about you know yourself. You don't want to feel bad about you know how you've gone about your life in terms of your diet or your you know your health, anything like that. You want to be positive about everything, or at least not be negative about it. Good, good headspace. That's right. Well, my idea at the beginning of the show didn't really. <laughs> Didn't really. Uh, well, we ran away from it. I think didn't we? Kinda? Didn't didn't really. <laughs> I I did want to make the point that the the absolute high point of the Allen era of Bills football was the thirteen yep. seconds game when there were thirteen seconds on the clock. <laughs> I did want to make that point, but I I don't want to dwell on it. Yeah, we already do. In countless ways, we already do. Yeah, that's right. When these other seasons end, we compare them to that one. We lump them in with that one and just sort of rue the reality, the seeming reality that that might be as close as they get, that that was their best chance. So far, it was. That's right. I wouldn't say this year was. Well, it, it was. The, it was. It is. And it is. I mean, they, they were in and they, they were around further the year before. Like, I know they got kind of blown out, but. 
still to be one game from the Super Bowl is closer than they were with 13 seconds. But I I know what you mean. Like you know they 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 That's looked right. like uh, like an unstoppable train rolling downhill is what they looked like at the end of that game. Well, excuse me, with 13 seconds left. Until yeah, when, when yeah. last they had the ball, they looked like that. Yeah. The 20 season would have been the Bucks in the Super Bowl, Brady. I never, took, I, I never think about what the either. Bills would they, have looked like in that game. They took the Chiefs apart in that game, right? Yeah. Mahomes was always on the run. Yeah. Gronk, two touchdowns. Sure. It, it, it really... Gronk in it, Tampa. It really is amazing with all these Chiefs wins that that happened. Not that Brady winning a championship is in any way stunning, but really, like, that was not a close game. Right. Yeah. Their that only their only playoff stunning. losses are that game and the Bengal uh one, which they should have won. And then before those, the Patriot one, which probably they should have won too in overtime. And those two, the Bengal one was overtime too. Yeah. Yes. So that would be that Super Bowl is their only regulation playoff loss. Yeah. With Mahomes. That's pretty ridiculous. You've seen the the thing that was making the rounds after after the the win. I saw it. I saw it a few times this week, and I don't have it committed to memory. Uh, but like his drives in the fourth quarter, no playoff games down, or what? Just the the like four minutes to go, or le- whatever. Like he his the drives he's had, Mahomes. It's it's preposterous. His his late game playoff drives are just gross. I mean, there's a there's a there's a, there's a couple of go ahead scores in that 13 seconds game. I think right, or at least one maybe. Um, yeah. Well, the, the Tyreek touchdown. Right. Right. Oh, and then the winning score counts too. I think the fourth quarter or overtime. Okay. I gotta see. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I can find it if you haven't seen it. Like it's it's stunning, um, just how just, just how incredible well, he, he's been. That is what I need. I need some evidence that Patrick Mahomes. Is good. <laughs> I, I need some graphical evidence. I've got the golf on in here, and Tiger Woods just pulled out of the tournament. Oh, jeez. I don't know if there was a like a moment where he hurt well, himself or something he, else. On eighteen, I think he shanked an approach shot. Uh, and I saw him, you know, I mean, just like, like, you know, just dead right today, right? Just didn't just shank. Um, and the, he, he talked after the round and was asked about it. The reporter even said like, I don't want to use the word and Woods interrupted him and said, Oh, I skanked it. I, I, I shanked it. I shanked it. <laughs> you know, you can use the word. And he explained his back had been locking up, uh, it, during the round and, that's what like that swing he just couldn't come through it yesterday back okay uh, just oh yesterday I thought that was today okay so may, I'm not I'm trying to follow so 18 but he might have started on the back today I I have no idea or did he finish his round I, I think I, he finished his round I saw him being interviewed and I think this pulling out when I saw the interview there wasn't news about him having pulled out so maybe that oh I thought when I, when I turned it on today I don't think he'd even started. Oh, but and we'll figure it out. But he's out. He's uh, withdrawn sorry. from the tournament. Uh, I'm sorry. I might be me- messing you up. Eight oh three oh five fifty. You want to talk NFL draft? Bills playoff history. What they need to do. Stephon Diggs. The stuff we're talking about. Kind of all the time. That and the Sabers. Yesterday we had an interesting show. Interesting show talking about what the Sabers have gotten the most wrong here over the years. You know, it's obviously still uh, worth talking about. The loss last night. One. Step closer to a 13th consecutive non-playoff season. I don't think that gets enough attention. I, I, I don't think the Sabres mind if I'm right, but really, it's hockey, but I just, like Greg Wyshynski not knowing that that was the record, for instance, I feel like maybe it's not well known enough that the Sabres are making history with uh, these long non-playoff seasons. Anyway, it's all available to you. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. We have a short little opening here to talk for a few minutes. Then uh, we'll get the update in and stretch out after 5 o'clock. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, happy Friday. Football. You, had the golf, you had the golf thing right, by the way. I botched that Tiger. The Tiger shank was yesterday, so I screwed that all up. He played six holes today Yeah. before you. pulling out. Gotcha. Was announced today, or reported anyway, not announced. There's a report that the Sabres will open next year in Europe. Prague, to be specific, against New Jersey. Season opening, two games. You go there, you play two. Yeah, it's a long way to go just for just for a game. The, the Sabres have played regular season games, I believe, in three European cities. Back around the time of their last playoff appearance, maybe right after 
they played in Europe. They won both games. They beat Anaheim and then L.A. in Helsinki and Berlin, I want to say. And then only a few years ago, they went and played in Stockholm. They lost to the Lightning maybe twice uh, in that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, first, that first one, Berlin. I'm not sure about Berlin. It might have been, what was Hesch's hometown? Mannheim. I think maybe Mannheim. I, I, I feel like they played there. Maybe that was an exhibition or something. But um, Yes, that's I think that's right. Okay. I'm a little shook by this Woods mix-up. Uh, You're starting to ago. question everything. <laughs> but I think that's right. And that Villy Leno might have scored in the, like that first game. Yep. It's like his, his first games with the Sabres after signing as a free agent, after helping beat the Sabres in the playoffs the year before, um, his debut was with that European trip. His first and only goal. Yeah, for the right. Sabres. Just about. <laughs> Helsinki in Berlin, you're right, Mannheim, that exhibition game. And I only know where he's from because when they had that casino event the one year, my wife and Hesht talked about Mannheim because she once lived there. So that was kind of cool. Uh, Helsinki in Berlin in 2011, then 19 maybe it was when they played in Sweden. This will be Czech Republic or Czechia. They now prefer that, it seems. Yeah. Czechia. It's better. Czechia. It's a good hockey sure. hockey name. It is. At least it used to be. Yeah. It's still a little checking. Still works, yeah. Well, that's cool. That'll be, um, yeah, I'll, I would imagine Hashuk will have some involvement in, in, in that, like some ceremonies or whatever, I mean, it being in Czechia and everything. Well, he's Slovakian. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes, right? Dom? I think so. I'm not saying you could, you're could. you wrong, necessarily. Maybe he would be a part of it. When they won in 98, that was still Czechoslovakia? No, that's Czech Republic. You're right. Yeah, I'm wrong yeah, this no, time. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's Czech. You think of the Olympics. I wish I'd just thought of that first. Yeah, you're right. Oh, boy. Maybe Miro is Slovakian? Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. That's bad. My missing that is bad. Way worse than the Tiger thing. That's right. Well, let's just take a break and start all over again. Yeah, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's talk more about 13 seconds. Let's talk more (laughs) about Xavier Leggett and Roman Wilson. Wilson was a buzzy player at the Senior Bowl from Michigan. Mm -hmm. One of the guys Ryan Fowler mentioned as a wide receiver he likes for the Bills. Maybe not in... Probably not in uh, the first round. Right. It felt like more after, like day two. Yeah. 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.